Hey, and welcome to the Just Keep Scaling podcast, the podcast all about failures that never happened and how they were avoided. I'm your host, Eric Stopper. This episode is brought to you by AO2 Marketing, an Amazon marketing agency. Did you know that over 80% of Amazon customers don't make it past the first page when they're scrolling on Amazon? That means that page one rankings are golden real estate, like the McDonald's or Chick-fil-A street corners of your online business. Not sure how many page one rankings you have? Go to AO2 Marketing and click on the free listing analysis at the top, and one of our real data analysts can show you exactly where you stand. Again, check out AO2Marketing.com and click on the free analysis button at the top, and you'll be connected with me or a member of my team. On the show today, we have Alicia Tulsi at Moxie Scrubs. Alicia's colleagues call her tactful and kind, but also firm and direct. She has several product companies under her belt and is now the founder and CEO of Moxie Scrubs, a Boston-based medical apparel startup born out of the Harvard Innovation Lab. Alicia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Eric. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so nice to meet you. So nice to be talking with you. Uh, We're excited to have you here and to tell your story. So please jump right in. Where does your story of triumph begin? Gosh, um, so the story of Moxie Scrubs actually starts at a previous medical apparel company that was also a startup. The company was a non-starter and a turnaround situation. But that's where I really learned and saw the opportunity to create this brand for nurses. Um, That previous startup, um, unfortunately, they had burned through all of their capital that they raised and was letting everybody go. So I came on board and within two weeks of coming on board, they said, yeah, we need to start over. And I said, holy smokes, you know, I left my clients. I left my previous work to, to join the team. Um, you know, it sounded like you were well capitalized startup at the time that we, you know, we went through the interview process. Turns out that wasn't the case. And after being with the company for a couple of weeks, I saw that they had, you know, 90,000 units of inventory. They had a whole sales team in the Philippines. They just needed to really hone on their, their brand story and um, their value that they want to bring to the customer. So I said, hey, why don't you let me revamp your sales team? Why don't you just give me a month or so? Because you have to give the team in the Philippines a month notice. If I help, you know, help you turn around the company, then let's let's reevaluate. You know, I don't think this needs to shut down just yet. And they said, "Holy smokes!" You know, what was supposed to be exit interview turned into if you turn help me turn the company around, we're going to make you a co-founder. <laughs> so came on board, turned the company around, became co-founder. In that time, raised capital from my own network, and um, my father passed away, and that was a huge blow. So not only was I keeping up with all of my family commitments and organizing the funeral and just making sure that everything was going correctly, I was also still working and communicating with everybody in China with the time difference um, to keep the company going. Fast forward, I rebuilt the supply chain. You know, all of this is like eight, nine months into the journey. And the company's now in a really great position, brought this huge investor on board. And they said, okay, Alicia, you know, thanks for everything you did, but we're gonna um, we're gonna renege on our offer that we gave you as co-founder. And I said, are, are you kidding me? <laughs> After oh. everything that I went through to turn the company around, I said, you know, I, I'll take a lower offer, you know, but here, here's the lower offer. And they said, mm, you know, this is a good deal for someone like you. And I said, oh. Uh, 
okay, no, thank you. <laughs> and I, I walked away. Um, they later did ask me to come back. They didn't expect me to uh, to walk away after everything that I had put into the company. But it just so turns turns out that um, I didn't have any non compete agreements. Ooh, I didn't nice. have an NDA. It just so it just turned out that no one executed the paperwork in the tournament. <laughs> Probably because you didn't fix it. You were fixing everything else, but you didn't fix all the <laughs> employee contracts. <laughs> I, yeah, and um, I said, you know what, this is. I, I saw in that opportunity, they wanted to be the next big designer scrub company founded by a doctor, et cetera. And I looked at the demographic data and I said, holy smokes, you know, nurses are the largest segment of the healthcare workforce. They're the fastest growing segment of the healthcare workforce. This demographic is becoming younger and younger as the baby boomer generations retiring and the increase for nursing, um, demand for nursing is increasing in the U.S., that you're seeing this, this younger nursing de demographic come into the workforce. The other thing I saw was that 80% of medical apparel was purchased through brick and mortar retail channels. Hmm. As we saw with the pandemic, that's not going to cut it anymore. Everything's .com. And the reason why .com was so slow to come to the medical apparel market is that most of the retail brands can't sell direct to consumer due to non-compete agreements. So I said, holy smokes. I'm going to create a brand for nurses. Nurses are amazing. And that is how I founded Moxie Scrubs. So that is, that is an incredible story. And, you know, again, sorry for your loss, uh, going through all that with your dad and with that company, man, what a, you know, what a nightmare. So I, I, I want to focus on, right. Cause a lot of the folks that listen to this show, they are running a product business and they get just bombarded with everything that could possibly go wrong for somebody, right? Like, I can't count the amount of times that I've heard that somebody like, oh my gosh, our supply chain was cut off. I, you know, my, my lead salesperson up and quit one day or like, you know, a bunch of people got sick. We had to let everybody go. My PPP, right? The list goes on and on. And they find themselves in this depressed state where it feels like everything is burning down around them. And it sounds like you had something very, you know, you, you were in this state at, at least at one point. Can you talk to us about how you crawled out of that? Did you have like a business model that you followed to be able to plan your way out of it, to strategize your way out of it? I, I know you went to Harvard. There's lots of frameworks that they use there at Harvard. Was it, was it a very technical, like, no, you know what, I'm snapping out of this and I'm going to make it. Or was it a uh, you know, I've heard people have come to Jesus moments. I've, I've heard of people having, you know, just like a, a total mental breakdown. What was it for you? How did you pull yourself away from that state? Yeah. Um, you as a founder have to be self-motivated and you need to keep your eye on the prize. So remind yourself why you started that company. You know, for me, it was that nurses are amazing. I had you know, really ill relatives growing up. And I was just in awe of the way nurses cared for, for all of these patients every single day as part of their career, you know, that this is what they made their life's work. And that passion kind of, um, kind of motivated me because it's like, these guys are the unsung heroes of healthcare. Now everyone's saying it with the pandemic, but this is what I saw before the pandemic. And I said, you know, they deserve a brand of their own. They deserve a lifestyle brand. They deserve a community they deserve to be seen, you know, and 
I, no one did it. No one was doing it. And I said, I have to make that happen. And so when I started Moxie, I was really lucky that my investors from the previous company saw the potential. You know, when people invest, they invest in you. Your business idea might be great, but they need to believe that you're the one that's going to take it to the finish line and make it a success. So my investors actually followed me into the new company. Also, wow. a lot of my team members said, hey, if you're not there and they can do that to you, who, who are we? And they said, wherever you go, I want to go. And we started really strong with Moxie. Only then the pandemic came along. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we had our supply chain. We had our lead investor. You know, everything started a really high note. But then when the world shut down, we couldn't order goods. We couldn't make things. We couldn't even make samples to create, to do the product iterations. And a lot of the angel investors that we had that were committed had pulled out because they said, we don't know how this is going to end up. And I also got sick with what seems to be COVID. I had a negative result, but I was sick for three months. Whoa. So <laughs> I was working from, I, it was awful. I every day felt that pressure that this thing can shut down at any moment. And um, my lead investor gave me part of their investment right away to pay the team and kick things off. And we were having conversations like, well, given the way things are going, I'm just going to have to consider this my loss, you know? And I was just like, yeah, physically not able to actually show up, but I kept showing up and I can't tell you how many investment uh, pitches I, I botched just because I was feeling, I was just, I was I physically, literally sick. <laughs> and um, it turned around when we got into accelerator programs. Um, and that was one of the strategic things I did was just really apply to a ton of programs. So if you're this, you know, entrepreneur and you have this great idea, the first thing is to build a strong network around you. Don't do it alone. Nobody achieves success alone. Um, we were fortunate to get into Ember Lab, which is to be called Trendseeder. Um, then we got into Mass Challenge. Then we got into the Harvard Innovation Lab. And now most recently, we got into Thai Scale Up. And that came at the right time where things seemingly was starting to really just crash. The programs came along with all these amazing mentors and networks of their own that we then built really great relationships and people helped. Hey, I know this person. Oh, this is how I would think about this. And that really revived Moxie. We ended the program. We were able to um, then things, people started to see the healthcare workers and their plight on the front lines. And they said, oh yeah, I remember that. There's that company, that brand for nurses. And then we were, they just picked up and we were able to close our pre-seed raise oversubscribed. Wow. So Incredible. That's how I got through that. But it was at many turns, we have no product. We have no investors. We have, we have no money. We have yeah, no company. Uh, <laughs> I die. I don't know. I, I, well, oh my gosh, <laughs> the, the COVID, the negative COVID, COVID. I want to, I want to rewind and and touch on something that you said a second ago, which was the drive, like the intrinsic motivation that you had to make it through. It wasn't, uh, you know, any anything necessarily external, but it kind of was. What, what you were describing, right, this love for nurses, this frontline mentality, was culture. You had this culture mindset that drove everything that you did in the company moving forward. Do you, do you owe, you know, kind of that 
feeling of culture to the success that you had, the triumph that you had, and now the success that you're having? Wow, Eric, you're extremely insightful. Yes. And I started my career early on in the music industry, um, guitar player myself, played in a lot of uh, bands and stuff in New York growing up. And I learned how powerful being part of community is when you're a musician. Previously worked for like Easy Star Records and just, again, the amazing camaraderie. And I saw the nursing demographic as a similar type of profession that could benefit from that. And then I also did a lot of nonprofit work. And a lot mm. of what you do there is grassroots marketing. So I saw how we would build communities around artists and then, you know, communities around your cause. And that is exactly how I approached everything at um, building Moxie Scrubs and, you know, our Moxie nurses and our movement behind the brand for the nursing industry. So you were spot on, Eric. I, I love it. No, you, uh, you, you, built, you built the company right. So if there was one piece of advice from all your struggles that you, that you could give, you've given a, a couple of really good nuggets here throughout the whole show, but if there was one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who is right in the middle of their tragedy right now with their business, right? Everything's, everything's burning down around them. What would you encourage them with? What, what are your, your final words of, of encouragement? Keep going. There's a reason why you started. You have to be stubborn. Don't listen to the naysayers. You you had that idea. I you know people always say, oh well you know the odds are stacked against you. But even if it's one percent out of of a hundred that there's a chance for you to make it, I will do whatever it it takes to capitalize on that one percent. That's the mentality you have. Don't focus on why it won't work. Focus on what if it works, mm-hmm. and just keep going. Put your blinders on and keep going. I love it. Where do I send everybody to find your scrubs? Moxiescrubs.com? Moxiescrubs.com. We're actually doing a really huge giveaway right now for all of our nurses. So if you go to moxiescrubs.com slash gifts, there are a ton of free products that like Bobby Brown, the makeup artist, has uh, Evolution 18. Um, So there's a full box of her collagen bubbles. Um, There's Hugh Jackman's um, laughing man coffee. He just donated a full box to, to all of our nurses as well of, of his Hughes blend. And, and I think another one's called Ducalis or something. So a whole full box of, of coffee, water bottles, stuff from the ANA stuff from all these other partners that come together just to give things to nurses. So if you're a nurse or, you know, a nurse, send them there to go claim their free nurses month gifts. Go and do it. Moxiescrubs.com. Alicia, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Eric.